welcome back to a rather frustrating What the Folk Sunderland review show. Sunderland tasted defeat for the first time in quite a while, can't quite remember when, West Brom. Um, as our 10 men battled valiantly, but evidently came up just a little bit short against Swansea City today at the Stadium Light as we lost 3-1. Um, we will try and remain as balanced and cohesive because I know obviously when we get beat, it's not as quite fun to A, do, it's not quite as fun to B, listen to. So we'll try our best to say as cheery and as balanced as possible. But um, as I said, frustrating day. As always, we've got obviously two, um, should we say, balanced and cohesive guests alongside me? I don't know if that's quite true, but we'll introduce them nonetheless and you can decide at the end of the show. Uh, first and foremost, Ross Black. Ross, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, miss. Let's see if we can uh, be as balanced and calm because a lot of people, I think, have lost their heads a bit later today. I did mm. inside the ground, but... On reflection, it just is what it is. One of them is what it is. One of them. Um, second of all, you'd be delighted to know that Dave, who's munching on something. Um, how are you, Dave? You alright? <laughs> I'm not bad, and I tell you what, mini cheddar crunchies, cheddar and caramelized onion. What a treat! Not, uh, I'm not being sponsored by them, I promise. But yeah, they're worth a go if anyone's listening. For the record, if they want to sponsor it, they're welcome <laughs> to. They can sponsor the product. They fancy it. Like, I'm not not turning it down. (laughs) Massively, all over that. Um, But yeah, football-wise, mate, I'm not quite as downbeat as a lot of people seem to be. It's, uh, yeah, it's another lesson learned. It's uh, it's another natural progression for this squad, something to to build on. Listen, we weren't weren't disgraced, even though we were down to 10 men. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good, to be fair. I think we'll start off, obviously, Ross. Um, for the record, by the way, actually, I went down with the Scotland supporters bench today, like a little barrage of us, and we recorded a really good, nice intro. Then me and Ross, we met half-time and did a really raging um, half-time podcast. And then the wind and basically the sound is wrecked it all. So uh, Dave McCluskey made his debut today and was great. And sadly, you will never see the light of Dave that because it just sounds like he's wind. And uh, Phil made his debut in the championship, I think, um, which was nice as well. But nonetheless, that's just by the by, I guess. But Ross, um, we obviously chatted at half-time. We probably were a lot more raging than we're going to be on this, um, as it sometimes is when you react sort of instantly. But we're now talking like just before half-ten, so we've had a few hours to digest. What was your, what's your takes on the game? How are you feeling? Another game influenced by refereeing decisions, rightly or wrongly. Um, I'm proud of how we still give it a go because if there's any team in the championship we probably still want to be down with 10 men for for majority of the game it's Swansea because they can just pass you to death they're so good on the ball Joe Allen I thought was brilliant and Grimes in the middle just passed us to death the, the frustrating thing is you'd say two of the goals that we conceded are avoidable or unlucky um, I think maybe being a bit harsh Powell, maybe for the third goal as well but that's been very, very, very harsh. And um, but yeah, we had a good go. And at one one, I thought like the stadium was absolutely bouncing. It was mint. Like when we went one nil down, the fans really stuck by them. It was absolutely bouncing. Daniel deserved his goal, who again was tremendous today. Um, ah, it's just it's it's a lesson that we can't. I think if we if we are gonna push for the playoffs. We need to um, be a bit more streetwise, I think. 
and learn that referees are not going to be our friend, especially at the stadium light, which has been proved all season. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Dave, um, same question to you. Obviously, you said you're feeling a bit more a bit more brighter than some. Um I get I get what you mean, like, don't get me wrong, like I probably sound glum as out, but like I've just came back in the peace open rain after having probably far too many whiskeys. But like I know what you mean. I don't feel like like the season's gonna end at this point and this is the turning point where everything turns to shit. Just like one of them, as as Ross said. But I mean, since we are reviewing the game, you said it felt a bit brighter. How, how are you feeling in the, the aftermath of the game? It's I think you nailed it. Um I think you nailed it right at the beginning, where it need, we all need to try and remain balanced. We all try to need, try to yeah, pick the bones out of everything that happens week in, week out. And let's be honest, it's Sunland. There's always something happens. Referees in a game, and I don't know the averages. I'm sure there's people out there listening who'd love to love to have a comment on it, and that's absolutely fine. But I'd imagine referees have three, maybe four on average big calls to make in a game. Weirdly, the day that was probably nine or ten, and unfortunately for us, if we if we talk about Luke or nine, and if we say that was a red card, and again, it's one of those things where I love all the inter fighting that we have, but ultimately, there's if we say seven people are saying it's a red card, there's still three people who are saying it's not a red card, so that's open interpretation. It's one of those. The referees called it, and let's be honest, the referee, I think, looking at his body language and stuff, was going to give a yellow card until Swansea did a did an Arsenal back on Rude Van Nistelrooy and jumped all over him and, and give him a little bit of grief and, and whatever. And wily old foxes are going to do that, you know? That's the likes of Joe Allen, the likes of... Grimes and stuff like that. They've been there. They've done it. They realise, listen, we were on top. We were playing all right football, to be fair. So they know an instance like that is going to make a massive, massive difference. They've gotten in the referee's head. The referee's bottled it. That's what it is. You know, looking back on it, I understand the arguments for it being red. I understand the arguments for it not being a red. So for there still to be another nine decisions in the game for the ref, it, it's a bit of a strange one, really. Um, but ultimately, we still look dangerous, even with 10 men on the ball. Granted, off the ball, we were a little bit... I mean, we're not the the most solid team defensively anyway with 11 men on the ball, uh, with 11 men on the pitch, sorry, let alone 10. So, yeah, it's not despondent, but I think, I think balance is exactly right, like you said. And that's in terms of our season as well. Yes, we're on a bit of a good run. Yes, we're flirting with the playoffs. And yeah, we all know that I just like bigger myself up because I said we'd flirt with the playoffs. I said we'd finish 10th. Listen, they're not going to throw millions at it. They're not going to go out and spend 20 million and try and get promoted this season. Probably justifiably because they're not ready for it. If that squad go up, yes, okay, there might be a few additions and the way we play football, we might do all right. But ultimately, we're probably not ready for it. So... It's another lesson, and we just move on to the next week. So that's where I'm at. So two points on that there. First and foremost, um, I, I say get up this season. I don't agree with the, we're not ready, let's not get up. Get up, no, get up with the first opportunity. I'm not bothered. I want up. If there's a chance, let's do it, and I think there's a chance of doing it. But obviously, we need to come into 9 which is much more of a talking point, to be honest. Um, 
I, th- I think I'm in a minority. For me, it's, it's not a red. Um, it seems like I'm in a minority. Me and you both are, I think, Dave. And um, I haven't spoke to you, Ross, obviously, since half time. I don't know if like maybe your opinion has changed on it and stuff. But, you know, from my side with, with Unai, and I don't, I, I've said that so many times, like, especially like a lot more in the past few weeks. I think I say it every time. I hate speaking about referees, and now I've realized that I do every week. Almost because you have to, because it's a talking point, and I can't avoid it today. Um, I think we'll come on to the other decisions, but let's come on to the one particular decision in that instance. So first and foremost, it's a penalty for Diallo for me. Yeah, I understand Russell Martin saying it's soft, but there's no such thing as a soft and a hard penalty. There's a penalty or there's not a penalty. So it's just a soft penalty. It's a penalty, is it not? Yeah, it's a penalty, Russell. He catches him. That causes him to fall, and there's a tug on the shirt, both of which, for me, are a penalty. Following that, Onayan goes in quite late. I think it's quite a rash tackle. Um, but I can't come on the podcast and say I think that Onayan's was a red card when in previous years I've said that the Embleton red card against Gillingham was not 100%, not too sure, probably was. And then definitely said the other week, I think it was the the whole game, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong season. The whole game for me, I kind of come on the podcast and say like, oh, nines was definitely a red card if I wasn't even that sure that Embleton's was and think Embleton's was a worse tackle than, than oh, nines. And and I understand he's made got a decision to make the referee with that. And I'm not going to go into the other decisions just yet because as you can probably tell, I disagree with a lot of them. Um, but for me, in the cold light of the day, I sit in the southwest corner, just to give everyone an idea of like the area that I sit, so I'm not like dot in the middle. I said, get in, great tackle. Obviously, it's not a great tackle. He doesn't win the ball. But for me, I don't think he studs her up. I don't think it's high. I know some people think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it's reckless. I think it's careless. Um... And I think if you're sending players off for tackles like that, I think we're going to see a lot of red cards. And I know people might disagree with me on that. That's the beauty of conversation in football, I guess, and the beauty of opinions. Where I do take a little bit of exception is I feel like Luke's been pillared a little bit today. Um, And I think it's fair to say I'm quite a defender of Luke and always have been a fan of. I wouldn't say defender, fan of. Not defender, fan of. I like what he brings to the team as a personality. I think the team like what he brings as a personality. I think you can see what he brings. I think he's arguably been one of our best players this season in a position that is not familiar, in a division that is new to him. And I think on the flip side, you've got Dave, who's not a fan of Luke Nine or wasn't a fan of Luke Nine, would agree with me on things I've just said there. And I think today feels a little bit like People have had a go at him and it's unnecessary. I think even if your opinion is it's a red card, it was reckless and he's cost us the game, that's fine to have that opinion. My cat doesn't agree with that. Um, I think if you do think it's a red card, and I can see the reasons why, and I know most people think it is a red card, it's completely fine to say when Iron cost us the game because if you think it's a red card, I agree. But we cannot start just hammering him when he's had a terrific season. It happened a little bit with Embleton when he got sent off against Hull. And people saying he wasn't as good as he was. And I absolutely love our fan base. Like, so much. Like, 
I'll defend them to the hilt ahead of anything and anyone. But I'm not a big fan of this having to go to Luka 9 because of one mistake when he's had a tremendous season. It just doesn't sit right with me. And I'm sorry if that upsets anyone. It's just my thoughts, just my opinion. But Ross, we'll come on to the red card. I haven't spoke to you since. Thoughts, opinions, and um, please save me from just babbling on about Luka 9. Um, not too far away from what you think, to be honest. I think it was silly. It's totally didn't need to make. However, I do think we've seen challenges of the same nature where it's very late and very fast at the stadium like the season where yellow cards have been given. I think the reaction from the Swansea players had a massive impact on the referee's decision-making all game. Not even that decision. I remember before then there was a, um, a clear foul on Ross Stewart wasn't given. And then Luke Nine again, ball over the top. Same type of challenge. And he gave the free kick to Swansea as soon as a few players went up and shouted for it. He's, Keith Stroud is a referee known in the championship for controversial decisions. And he's... He, <laughs> I don't want to just come on and blame him because, like you say, O'Neill's given him a decision to make. But that decision shouldn't be there because we should have a penalty. <laughs> and don't get me started on linesmen. What a, in the championship, the linesmen do nothing. They actually do nothing. Like At least in League One, they made decisions. All right, they were miles wrong, but at least they did something. They don't flag fouls. They look at the referee when making decisions on corners. And the offsides, honestly, how would they know? Because they, they can't keep up with the game. They're miles away. That one on the... I sit in the north stand, and the linesman that was running down the east stand today, he flagged Ahmad for offside, yet he was five yards away from the game, so he was guessing. Every time, it's guesswork. And it, it did have a massive effect on the game because Swansea passed the ball to death and that, that was game plan was perfect for them, 11v10. Yeah, 11v11, we were pressing really effectively in good areas. And I feel like, they say, we've got a 1-1. Could Mowbray have changed it? Maybe, but I think I think Mowbray got the change to take Roberts off instead of Clark, which people around us were wanting, which I could understand the way Roberts has been playing lately. And Clark was brilliant, setting off, and assists for the goal. Really good. Got yourself forward, got him behind. I just feel like it's one of them where that ricochet for the second goal doesn't go in, and we, we couldn't even fight for a point there. But it's that second goal, it's a killer. As soon as they got that second, after we'd done so well to get back in the position of where we, we are level, it just took the stuffing out of us and the crowd, I think. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, Ross, obviously, I'm not one to ever say my opinion is right. Um, I can only give it, and and that's it. But um, O'Neill, a lot of stick today, um, which seems to have gone further than just he might have cost us the game. Harsh? Yeah, I think it's there's there's a, there's a line. Whereas I think you can come up there and think, ah, oh, the red card, it's, it's killed the game. You shouldn't have made, give the referee a decision to make. But I've seen some comments saying he's a liability all season. He's, he's He hasn't he's had a good season and I'm not one, I wasn't start season that. I would have been happy to see Luke when I'm going because I thought he was a limited footballer, but he hasn't been like that all season. It's just a bad decision. 
at the time by him to make that challenge when it wasn't needed, I don't think. And I think he's got all excited with the crowd being so angry and he's kind of, it's kind of got him animated, but I don't know. I've seen like the comments about smiling autographs and I got, we should be happy about that. He's a good kid playing professional football. Like there's so many absolute shitbags in football. Let's be happy we've got a nice kid playing for us. Don't use it against him when he fucking makes a mistake. You know what I mean? It's it's just shit. It could have cost us. It probably has cost us the game, given the referee that decision to make for the red card, whether it was or it wasn't. But he he's not a liability, and he certainly had a fantastic season for us. And unfortunately, he's gonna he'll probably be feeling the same way today. He'll be feeling like shit because he'll now he'll, if he stays on the pitch. We probably get something from that match. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think. Um... Don't know. It's a funny one. I'm, uh, I very rarely go into the realm of Twitter and um, discuss stuff on there because I don't think it's the best barometer. It's meant to be a reactionary site, especially when it comes to football. So it's really hard to. Um, it's like if everything I said at the match was put straight onto this podcast, it would be a very vastly different podcast. If all of my match reactions came straight on here, it would be very different. So I understand like some comments are reactionary, but I read one a day that said it's a walk and red card. He hasn't been sent off since Jack Ross was here. So I don't quite understand how he's a, he's a walking red card. Um, I definitely don't understand how he's a liability. He's had some tremendous games. And hey, I know there seems to be some sort of um, want to have a divide in this Luke O'Neill company. I'd love him or you hate him. I've criticised him countless times. I'm a huge O'Neill fan as a player and as a person. Um, but I have criticised him. Like I can actually probably find you the tweets. I can probably find you the podcasts. And I can probably even go back to the Covenant game at the start of the season where I went, oh, I don't think he's going to really work out. I think he's up there with our top three players this season. Yes, at worst. I know I don't think it's a red card, but I do think he probably, I agree, didn't need to make the tackle. And if I can criticise him for anything today, it's that he's he's made the, the referee make a decision he probably doesn't need to make. Um, do I have full trust that Luke Nine will learn from that and come back from it 100% more than anyone in that squad? Um, more than anybody in that squad, I trust that he learns from his mistakes. And the reason I believe that is because we signed a player that I thought looked out of his depth in League One five years ago. And now he's a centre-half that I think has been one of our best players um, in the Championship. And he's played in about 50 different positions for us. And I think he deserves a hell of a lot more credit than he sometimes gets in some quarters. Um, and I don't think I have to worry too much about being proven right in that. I think Luke will do that on his own. Um, but moving away from that, obviously, yeah. I mean, long story short, he... Probably fucked it a little bit today. <laughs> just, just to get a bit of balance there, which I promised. <laughs> In a nutshell, he fucked it. <laughs> In a nutshell, he fucked it a bit today, I guess. Don't think it's a red card, is my opinion. Understand probably why the ref's given it. Um, we've touched on the ref's performance a little bit, Ross, and I think we've made a few statements. We're going to come back to it because I, I, I can't be asked to speak about the ref for too long, but I'm going to come back to it at some point. Big positive today, Dave, for me. He's been a big positive for weeks on end. Ross has already said he had a fantastic game. I thought it was absolutely tremendous to get in the day. He got his goal, uh, Daniel. How much is he maturing and looking like the real the real deal, Daniel, um, for Sunderland Association Football Club? And how delighted are we to see it? Yeah, again, you know, we're, we're using a lot of hot words tonight and maturity is definitely something which is which sticks out in my mind for Dan Neal. He's been exceptional. He's all over the pitch today. He's, you know, yeah, is he is he starting to turn into a bit of a box-to-box midfielder? 
certainly looks that way to me. Um, fully deserved his goal. He tried to get the game by the scruff of his neck. Um, and yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, really, really nice to see. Um, just, uh, just a couple of things. I know you want to move off on it, but in terms of refereeing performance, I really wish, and this is the common sense aspect of refereeing that we've spoken about for years and never seems to happen. Keith Stroud today, it happened a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember who, maybe it's even six weeks ago. But when, I think it was Jack Clark maybe, went to ground in the box, and the referees have got to notice the situation. Ahmed Diallo today was perfectly in control of that ball. He had no other defender and he beat the defender. Why is he throwing himself to the ground? The referee can't think to himself that he's trying to cheat them when he's in the box with the ball under his control. Just absolutely scandalous. And again, just to reiterate on the Luke 09 point, like, I'm exactly the same. Uh, people who've listened to this for however long we've all been together, which is a, a good probably 18 months or something now at least, I have always said, and, and I've made the jokes myself about, listen, he's a lovely guy. He's got a lovely smile. I now firmly believe that Lugo 9 is a very, very capable slash decent footballer. He's found his position. His technique has improved 20 times over. I, I just can't get away with the fact that people think he's been a liability. Yes, he might play a little bit closer to the edge than a lot of other players do. He loves that being a, a nuisance. He loves being a bit of a shit house and stuff like that. But I think liability and, and stuff is, is very harsh and definitely one of the best and most consistent performers of this season, which, just to point out, is an absolute massive credit to the bloke, considering we stand here every week and talk about how good we are going forward. We don't talk about how good we are defensively. And we've all that we've done all season is praise Danny Bart and Luke O'Neill in an attacking team. So I think that shows you balance that you need beyond, <clears throat> excuse me, beyond anything else. Um, so that was just my couple of bits to put that to bed. Back to Dan Neil, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Really glad that he got his goal. Um, and again, just an absolute workhorse. Looks to have found an extra twenty five percent of fitness to me which is brilliant and probably comes from game time and him growing into his body, I suppose. You know, we, we forget that a lot of these players in our squad are young, young, young players. And, you know, they're learning their trades. They're doing phenomenally against teams who are, who are wily and been there and done it and got pros in their ranks. Listen, okay, Danny Bart came on today because of circumstance. But, in that team today, probably realistically, the only real Wiley Fox that we've got is Corey Evans. Because for as much as Luke Gornine's 20 years, he hasn't been at this level before. So he's still learning his trade. And there's not too many. You normally go through the spine of your team. Ross Stewart's playing at this level for the first time. Luke Gornine, as we said, is playing for the first time. Anthony Patterson is playing at this level for the first time. Listen, you know, but yeah, things go wrong. Things don't go the way us as football fans want it to go all the time, but that doesn't mean that there. That doesn't mean that it won't be put right next week. You know, we've got a big game next week, and I'm looking forward to it already. To be honest, yeah, and and you know what, I thought um, 
I thought there was a few players that were poor today. I thought Pat could have done better on the goal. I thought Daniel was phenomenal in mind, like you say. I thought Ahmad was quiet. I was really disappointed to see Roberts go off. But one thing I think we've said like numerous times is that I think just about every player in this team has got credit in the bank. Because whenever we've gone, oh, I don't know about this guy. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, this performance wasn't great. They tend to bounce back the next week and being superb. But um, for me, Dan- Daniel hasn't had a bad game for a long time, Ross. I cannot tell you the last... He's running games at this level. And I think if you end up with 11 men on that pitch, I think he runs that game and he wins it first, not just gets a, an equaliser. But um, I think he's 21, Daniel. And we spoke really highly of him last year. He obviously got took out a little bit by Alex Neal, which 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 worked, to be honest. And then he came in this season and it was a bit of a worry when he was losing the ball, like on the edge of his own area and he was going off early or he was he's influence was fading in like the 60th, 70th minute. And we're thinking, mm, um, I think when you remember all those things put together and how much we don't speak about it and how much influence Daniel has on the game now, it's probably just a massive credit to um, how much he's not just improved, but is flourishing at this level, Ross, but um, arguably, arguably become one of our most important players, I think, Daniel. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we mentioned last week about his um, tackling statistics. Again, today he got stuck in non-stop and him, by him tackling better, it means that he's getting on on the ball more in the transition and he's been a part of that. Um, getting in the box today is something that we haven't really associated him with, but that's two goals a season inside the box against Burnley. And then today, so that's another thing I think we've given. But Dave's hit the nail on the head there as well. A lot of young lads, you know which works in our favour sometimes because we've got so much energy and so much, I don't know, lack of, I don't know, fear, maybe. But sometimes it can be used against you, and I think it probably was today at times when we were running around like headless chickens and pressing at different times when we didn't need to. Um, But players are growing, and I think the, the, the big, like say, the disappointment is, I think 11 v 11, we, we showed that first 15 minutes we were... We were up for it today. The crowd was up for it. And like I say, I hate to go back to the crowd, but I thought the crowd were great again today. I think we conceded very early after half-time. It could have had visions of Cardiff where it just petered out into nothing, but we kept going. once we eventually got the ball back, we, we looked to be positive, and the positive intent was there from the start. Um, Everyone pressed me. I thought Ross Stewart didn't really do much on the ball today, but off the ball... His pressing was great and he ran himself on the ground at the end. And I, I know the subs weren't, they didn't really do much, but a 3 1 down when the game's already gone. I think, in fairness to Mowbray, he probably just thought, let's save the legs of our better players for next week because we weren't realistically going to get anything out of that. Um, I think a lot of players were knackered and were frustrated with the way things had gone. So I can. I know I went a bit full circle there from Dan Neal, but he was at the centre of everything today and uh, took his goal really well. So if we can if we can add more goals to his game as well as the way he's dictating things and he's lasting 90 minutes now, physically more imposing, then we've got one of the best young talents in the Championship and it's it's not going to notice because when you see him on Sky Sports as one of the top under-21 players in the EFL, then yeah. it just shows we've got some, uh, some circling as well was involved in that, which is worth pointing out because another player missing today. Um, yeah, it's, it's he's a good player and 
I'm glad that he's finally starting to show it in the championship, which was, I think at the start of last season was a, a level we all thought you would definitely be able to do anyways. I think looking at the um looking at his stats, I think last season he was thirty-nine games. This is just league. Thirty-nine games, three goals, seven assists. This season, twenty-six. He's got three assists. He's played a bit deeper, I think, this season at points, but he's got two goals already, so he's almost matched the tally from what he had last season. Like you said, I think his goals last season, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of them came from outside the box um, or on the edge of the area. His two goals this season have, have been in the box, and I think, I know there's only three assists there compared to seven that he had last season, which means you can probably get there or thereabouts the same amount of assists, but it's a step up in level. And I think Daniel's changed from just being someone who assists goals to being the person who starts the move which doesn't always go down as the assister, so to speak. Um, obviously, I think looking through, obviously tons of frustration from the game, and I don't think we can really deny that there's tons of stuff that's frustrated us. Um, I'm particularly frustrated today about a few different things, and um, I've probably aired that as best as I can. But I think when I'm ultimately thinking about it, I think we're 10th now. I think that's just drop to 10th which sounds quite nice in many ways considering where we thought we might be at the start of the season but we're not too far behind the, the playoffs just like about 50 million teams in this league but um, we've shown the, the capable uh, capability and the levels that we can go to um, really big game next week not because it's a derby it is and it isn't it, I, like if this was somebody else that would a lot I would be, yeah, squeaky bomb time a week before the, the the big game. This one is a game that would be nice to win, um, but equally as nice because of where it could potentially put us in the league. But Borough are, are in really good form. I think there'll be a lot of frustration from the team and from the fans at the way today went. And I think when it comes to the game next week, they'll take that into it, hopefully in a controlled way. I think Borough fancy themselves because they've beaten us quite a bit recently, I think, over the past few years. But I think next week's game, Dave, is, is set up to be a bit of a cracker for me. What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely, mate. I uh, I haven't seen much of Borough since um, since Carrick took over. But I I did see to a few people that I'd fancy Borough for the, uh, for the playoffs. And uh, listen... I, I've always thought Michael Carrick was quite articulate in general um, and the standard that he's kept himself to over the years, I, I always thought he was going to turn around and, and be a good manager. So I think Borough's a good footing for him. Um, listen, it, it's, it's another championship game, a, a, a typical championship game because I think on paper we've probably got a better squad if I'm perfectly honest with you but obviously we 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 don't play football on paper um and it'll be interesting yeah I think it's got all the makings a, a hallmark of a classic which probably means we'll be here next week telling you that it's nil nil <laughs> but yeah I think um I think I think it'll be a great game and Burrow will fancy the chances, no doubt about it. They're in great form. I think they've only lost one since Carrick took over. Um, so it's going to be tough. But I, I reckon we got enough to cause them problems, if I'm honest. Um, Burrow didn't blow us away at the beginning of the season, to be fair. So um, 
let's let's see where we go. But I fancy our chances to score against anyone. Listen, we scored again a day, and that was with ten men. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see where we end up. Really, yeah, I agree with you on that. I always fancy us to score. Um, I think it's a big game. I think we're a, a good side, and you're right in what you're saying. I think he's only lost to Burnley, which is fair enough, and um, Brighton in the cup, which again, fair enough. But I think it, it does have all the hallmarks of a, a great game. And honestly, it might not happen this way. And it very rarely does. But I think we do all borrow one. I can't actually remember the last time we beat Borough, to be honest. But um, but Ross going into next week, I think we've got to take, obviously, the learnings from this week that we've had. Probably a little bit of a frustration as long as it's controlled. Know that our capabilities, know that our performance levels have been high throughout the season. And know that we can take the game to Borough and... Um, you know, hopefully take three points or get a positive result. Yeah, definitely. Um, good thing is, like you say, when going to be bad now, but we've got good centre-halves to come in, like Danny Bart, who's a great replacement, really. Doesn't get much better than that. Um, then, I think we'd, Pat Roberts will be very frustrated the fact that he had to be taken off today, but understandably so. He, under, he looked gutted in the whole stadium and gave him a great round of applause, but I think you knew he took one for the team there. Um, yeah, I think Borough, I disagree with Dave when I think when he said he thinks we've got a better squad than Borough. I think Borough have always had a good squad this season. I think they recruited really well, and in the summer, they were one of the teams I thought would go would go automatically. To be honest, um, I think Wilder just chucked it in because he didn't have the full control of the club because they went around the same model as what we have, um, which probably suits Carrick because he can literally just not have to get involved with all that. But they have also brought in Archer, who's a great striker at this level. He proved that last season with Preston. Um, hopefully we get a few of the injuries back, because I think... I love Gooch, but I think we lost balance today, not having a right footer and left footer. Um, Serkin and Elise, I think we could do with them legs on either side. And Trey Hume on the right, because I think he's earned that position now, in my opinion. Um... But yeah, we, we all borrow win. Like I'm sick of. We always just seem to go to Borough and roll over and get our belly tickled. It's, it's a bit of a piss take. I'm not be honest. Be good if we just give them a game. Um, the last time I remember us playing them at home, the championship was three three when Jay Clock Salter. That was a red card. Everyone about late tackles. Jay Clock Salter nearly killed a Dharma Traore that day. That was a proper red card. That was excellent. I I. For the rest of my life, I will remember that tackle because it frustrated Adama Troyer so much he got sent off like swearing at the ref about 10 minutes later and uh, reduced, he would just borrow it down to 10. But um, Jake, if you're listening, um, I really enjoyed that tackle, mate. It was about the only thing that he did that was decent in a red match shirt. Yeah, and now he's actually meant to be a decent championship player, which baffles my mind even more. There is hope for everyone out there. Um, but I, be, I think it's a big week for the club, to be honest, because I think Today, Ross Stewart looked knackered and we could have done with a striker coming on the pitch. Um, hopefully, it's Ellis Sims because after what happened at Evan the day, he probably thinks he wants to get the fuck out of there pretty quick because um, not even the run directors wanted to go there today. That's how fucking bad it is. Um, yeah, I can I, I can see it happening now. I think Mowbray give a bit away in the press that it may be closer to happening than what we first believed. So, I hope, hope that can come off. Or if not, another striker to compete. I think they need another centre midfielder as well because Corey Evans' injuries worries 
like he did look a bit iffy the last ten minutes before he went off. And I just hope that isn't something that he's picked up. But it's gonna be a tough game, but once again I think the crowd will be fully behind with uh, where the day if we can have that with eleven men. The same effort and application with the crowd behind her. It could be a belt airport. Oh, I just want to get one of the smuggies like I'm sick of them beating with. Yeah, I think for me, just three points at home. I think the home form's been improving today. For me, is it's hard. To, it's going to go as part of the home form, but you know, context is 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 quite interesting. I think ultimately, West Brom aside, we've we've probably been a bit better at home, and I think the crowd will be up for it. Um, as much as obviously it's not like we're playing that lot up the road, it's still a game that's got a bit of bite about it, and it's still a game that we we'll want to win. So, um, yeah, we we put today in the bag. We find it frustrating. We find it annoying. We get it out on the podcast. We speak about it. Now it's gone. Now we move on. We can't change it. Now we go into another game. Um, and I've got full confidence that the players will do exactly what they've done all season and, and bounce back in a really positive fashion, um, both individually and collectively. Um, hopefully that's left everyone feeling positive. It's actually made me feel quite positive, which is a bit odd. But um, Ross, Dave, thanks very much. Uh, appreciate you popping on. And sorry the lads you recorded with me prior to the game. Um that I forgot that the wind existed. Um, but cheers, Ross, Dave. Thanks very much. Pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. On, on to the next. On to the next, indeed.